Matt Wright, and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Do the Right Thing, a Spike Cohen joint, I am Matt Wright, wow. and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. These are getting increasingly both creative and vague. Um, that's fantastic. Do the right thing. A Spike Cohen joint. That's mwah, that's one of my favorites in a while. That that's up there. That's possibly top three. Hey, folks! Thanks so much for tuning in to the Muddy Waters of Freedom. This, of course, is a Muddy Waters Media production. Be sure to like and share and subscribe and comment and reply to other people's comments and retweet people while they, when they will retweet this and then tweet under people's tweets when they tweet about your retweet and like that like all these things get them to like your things all the algorithm stuff subscribe and like all of our various pages and venues however you are watching or listening to this and if it's on youtube be sure to hit the bell next to the subscribe button we want your phone to literally explode with notifications every time we go live thank you so much damn right yes first sorry my dog's right my so, sorry to everybody for me running off the, the dogs figured out how to use a doorknob apparently so i had to go oh, that's scary out yeah uh first and foremost allow me to thank the fantastic and wonderful people at Nakamal at home for the kava i am drinking today and allow me to thank the wonderful people at le bleu for this delicious i'm not gonna i get okay get tempted to do it every time with the percentages but it's just water um and uh it's uh kosher made in america bpa free just like me i don't know i assume i'm bpa free bulavanaka bulavanaka that's this... fair sarah actually bought this kava today super fan sarah Andrew, thank you for the kava today oh is she yeah no don't be rude yeah um is spike doing no shave november i don't do any of the no novembers i don't none of them any of the various things that you're not supposed to do because it's the month of november. my life is short and i have ms i don't know how many novembers i have i'm not screwing around with this stuff I do whatever the hell i want i don't care today's tuesday i do whatever i want on tuesday i don't even necessarily have tacos on tuesday i have whatever i want if i want to have tacos tomorrow i don't care about having taco wednesday I'm going to have salmon on Thanksgiving. Nothing matters to me. This episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing and second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party. Join the absolute whirlwind wave of a, of a movement by going to our store... Going to muddywatersmedia.com and then pressing the store button. Did we fix the store thing yet? No. Oh. If you go to once Kelsey Lyon fixes it, then slash. then just go to muddywatersmedia.com and then just press the store button. You can do that today. And oh man, this is long. Uh, there's that. The Gravy King. Joe Soloski. Joe Soloski is running. For Pennsylvania governor, Joe is the key to Pennsylvania success. And if you'd like to help him become the first libertarian governor ever, 
go to joesoloski.com. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-Y.com. I, O-S-K-I.com. He's not Jewish. Jack Casey. Is he Jewish? I don't remember. But he did write these three books, which makes him more likely to be Jewish. And he's a libertarian who writes books, which makes him, I think he actually is technically Jewish, legally, um, being a libertarian who writes a book. I don't know what these books are about, neither do Matt. We're never going to know uh, because uh, we don't want them. If they're bad, I'm going to feel bad trying to get you to buy them every week. And if they're good, then I'm going to feel bad about making fun of them. But I mean, look at the covers. Yeah, and Jack Casey's so, a degenerate, so. Yeah. Now, uh, for those who, uh, and we'll talk about this in a bit. Actually, I'll, I'll wait till the next thing because uh, this there's actually a, a – uh, an ad a, a co-sponsor tie-in here our next sponsor oh you go to the royalgreen.com you can buy all these books whatever thomas queter is running for state senate thomas queter says i run better than albany and he finds that hilarious because he's confined to a wheelchair and his feet point backwards and i <sighs> he really enjoys like he keeps ramping up what he wants me to say. And I did, I did use ramping up as a, as a pun. As a pun? As a pun. Cause he has to, Thomas Queter's a great guy. He, he is, he's definitely the best choice for state Senate, uh, in, uh, in the 52nd district of, uh, of, um, New York. Honestly, anything that he runs for, I would support him. And he's a, a, a fantastic guy and he can run a lot cause he has lithium batteries. I made that one up. Uh, but we do have a, a ad tie-in here because if anyone who donates $100 or more to Tom's campaign by going to tomfor52.com, you can contact Tom and let him know which page of which book they want me to read live on my show, My Fellow Americans. And if you don't have a particular page that you want to read, want me to read, let Tom know that, and he'll have Jack Casey pick a page for me to read in its entirety. And I'm told that there are dungeon scenes in at least one of these books. So if you want me to squirm on my own, if you enjoy the, this segment where I squirm talking about Thomas Queter being a lifelong cripple, then imagine me reading a page from a book that I don't know what it's about. And I'm told that there are some very uncomfortable parts of it. You can do that for the low cost and know that you're helping an incredible libertarian candidate by donating a hundred dollars. And then, and then, yeah. Defy the power and stitches and glitches. Go ahead and ignore that code at the bottom because that's expired. But if you go to defythepower.com and stitchesandglitches.com, you can get some of the best, highest quality tumblers and hybrid tumblers or bongs. Uh, and they are incredible and they come with free uh, customization, which includes LED lights. Like the amount, uh, the, their stuff is insane. So go, if you want something to drink out of that will blow your freaking gourd, Go to stitchesandglitches.com and defythepower.com and do that today. Matt? 
So, who put this in the chat? Because I clicked on random links in the chat. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. What is that? It is a lawsuit that names uh, the 1953 trust, Harvey Weinstein, Sean Carter. Sean Carter, is that Sean Carter, Jay-Z Sean Carter? Or is that a different Sean Carter? No, because Beyonce um, Knowles but, uh, is in it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Beyonce, yeah, apparently. Rock Nation. It says it. Yeah, that's Jay-Z, Sean Carter. Kanye uh, it says West. the defendants, Harvey Weinstein, Sean Carter, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, he's he's the 1953 trust. Conspired together and with the other defendants to illegally transact a purchase agreement, giving them ownership of plaintiff one while she was a minor child residing in the state of Illinois at approximately age five or six. What is this? And the person wants $500 million. And this was filed last August. Last August. They paid seven seventy-five uh, for priority mail. Is 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 Ghislaine? Jelaine in here? Yeah, Jelaine. Is, yeah, yeah no, Jelaine Maxwell. Jelaine Maxwell is number 31. Well, this is interesting. One of the yeah. uh one, one of the my... <laughs> one, one of the 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 last defendant is Corporation Doe, which would be a a, a corporation that is yet to be named uh number three on the on on the lawsuit says corporate defendants named or identified as does are accused of aiding and abetting in the facilitation of the unlawful surveillance stalking and repeated ah. drugging abducting hostage taking and kidnapping for the criminal intent of sexual assault abuse extortion and exploitation in the same capacity as any person named as defendant and in their capacity as corporations providing support to the criminal enterprises of the defendants one through three as corporate purveyors, facilitators, conspirators, uh, and including by providing money laundering services to route payments to the parties of this. Some DOE defendants are not revealed at the time of the filing uh, to protect or preserve any criminal investigations occurring that may jeopardize or undermine if the plaintiffs reveal certain DOE defendants identities. So it's in order to not mess with any other criminal. Mess with an ongoing, uh, but they're so they're saying there are other people, but they're not publicly naming them because they could, um, because they could end up. Uh, it it could end up messing up a criminal investigation. Right. That is, well, that's certainly something to find out right as we're going live. So, yes. So we're going to look more into that <laughs> when we're not live with right. a bunch of people talking to us. So thank you for that. So that brings us to the <laughs> mud water, mud, 
mushroom coffee replacement cacao rapid fire segment brought to you by Mudwater coffee alternative. If you woke up today and said, gee golly willikers, I'm sick of coffee. I'd like masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. Well, folks, here's something that's all of those things in one convenient little black tin for the low price of, I, I don't remember, remember what it costs because it's now auto charged every month. Right. I think it's 40 bucks for the starter pack and then it's uh, 20 bucks every month after that. Yeah, it's like 20 bucks a month or something like that. And this stuff, yeah. by golly, uh, is it coffee? It sure isn't. It's an alternative to coffee. What's it taste like? It uh, tastes like masala, chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else except what you'd probably want to add to make that taste something like something you'd want to put down your throat. So if you go to... It has one seventh of the caffeine, so that it makes you feel good like this. Today, I'm I'm actually not feeling it today. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Today. I, like I'm usually both I'm of all us like, right. hey, but I'm not. Both of us before the show were sitting here, which is why we were late because we got into yes. a conversation. We literally just kvetched to and, each other for like ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, I've been in a bad mood all day. He goes, Oh, good. It's not just me. And uh, he goes, maybe we've uh, synced. And I said, yeah, we're manstrating. Yeah, our mancies, and, our uh, mancies is in sync. Our mancies, are, yeah, our mancies is synced we up. Synced up. And we're both uh, man manstrating today. We're both manstrating today. So, so but yes. usually, like how you see me when I'm not manstrating, manstrating, just picture that. But it doesn't leave you with that caffeine crash at the end of the day, like this. That's what a caffeine crash looks like. Or how like. we are. Like, like how we look right now, yes. <laughs> right. Like how we feel today, but not most days, just today. So if you want some of that, go to muddywatersmedia.com. Actually, you can't do that. You can't do that because we're You can go soon. to muddywatersoffreedom.com. You can go to oh yeah, if you go to muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud, it will work. But not if you do this because... Our website is also synced with us, man, in our menstruation. Um, That's true. So we're going to start off with something really fun. As you know, the vaccines are effective and safe, you bigot. And we know that because of the uh, heavy, all of the uh, data behind the federal government's approval of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. And Matt, um, they're actually going to be releasing it pretty soon. Can you? Uh, how how many? How long will it be uh, before they release that? So just so everybody knows, when you do a Freedom of Information Act, the average turnaround time is somewhere between thirty and sixty days. This is going to be a little reasonable. longer. Um, yeah, 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 a little longer, unfortunately, because uh, you know you got to take out certain things, personal addresses, names, mm -hmm. numbers, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the FDA officials say it will take 55 years to release that data. 55 years. Years. So that's 20, 25. 2076. Yeah. Yeah. 2076. Wow. So uh, here is a composite of what Spike and I will look like in 55 years. So right around, this is gruesome. I want, I, I'm, that's only like, oh, well, yeah, I guess. 
84. <laughs> Wait, what does it say? Why did um, no? Sarah didn't read the Why will closely. Why do I have a crucifix on my tombstone? That's funny. Why also? Why are we buried together? Why, like, where are where are our wives? That's why Sarah didn't read the the will closely because oh. we are buried together. Wow. And so for revenge, Tasha had crosses put on both of our <laughs> tombstones. <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely, she's actually who took this picture. Um, right. <laughs> she's fine. She's doing great. I don't want to be dead at 84. That seems unreasonable. I think that. You, you, you'll be 94. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I could be alive at 94. You could be. My With uncle Kenny's MS like a hundred. <laughs> I think. So well. So they're saying that due to the three hundred and fifty nine thousand pages and the amount of redactions they would have to do, it will take fifty five years. 55 years. Now, Dr. Monica Gandhi, not that Gandhi, um, she's an infectious disease physician, says there are people on the fence about getting vaccinated because they don't feel that, vac the, that the vaccines are safe. And I am quite convinced that this is all going to be very reassuring data. But if you wait and you say it's going to take too long, that creates suspicion. Does it? So Does it? Yeah, um, why? Why? Like, okay, it's 359,000 pages. Okay, great. They submit omnibus bills that are tens of thousands of pages, and they tell Congress that they have seconds to read it before they are, you know, days, minutes, hours, whatever, to read it. But if we want to get... I mean, how much, how much redacting has to be done that couldn't be like auto done where it's like the same thing? Like, yeah, I think they, right. they should be able to get this inside of even 55 weeks or days. But yeah, and this... Personally, go ahead. Personally, what I think as a person who is not vaccinated against COVID, hmm. going to be very clear, I'm vaccinated against others not vaccinated against COVID. Um, I shouldn't have to take that vaccine until they release how it got approved. I don't see any reasonable argument against that. If it is safe and effective, then show it to us. Like that's um, imagine, imagine a situation in which a terrible catastrophe is happening. And I tell you that I have something that will help you and save you and you have to do it um i'm gonna make you do it and i'm never in your lifetime or at least not until you're very 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 old and not, i might be apparently dead because apparently i'm not gonna live you know fuck me i don't get to live in my 90s uh 
but that uh, incidentally, yeah, I'm never going to tell you uh, that you, uh, I, I, I'm in, in, you know, not until you're very old, if ever, will you ever know how I can prove that it was safe and, and, and the data behind it. Right. So before they started saying this, <laughs> I was largely pro-COVID-19 vaccine, but against the mandates, which I still am. I now right. can no longer say I'm pro-COVID-19 vaccine. This, that's sketchy as hell. There's something they're not telling us. Now, I will say that a judge in Texas said that they have 108 days, I believe, 108 days to um, redact what's needed and release it. And they are counter-suing to say that they don't. Yeah, I... People have been making jokes and, and memes about this. There's a reason they're not doing that. That's longer than it took them to tell us about the Area 51 uh, brouhaha, the landings or the attempted land, the, the supposed landings or whatever. That's some, no, we're not there. That's, we don't want to tell you something. They're fighting it in court because they don't want to tell you something. Right, that's... And they're hoping that when that, you bring this community. up, that social media will knock you down for even suggesting it and that everyone will call you a bigot over and over again because that's apparently relevant. And uh, and I say that I've, I've been I was uh, in the last five days, I've been called a bigot, I think, a dozen times on social media for asking various only a questions. dozen. What's that? Only a dozen. That I know of that I know of. Um, and three yeah. of them were people that used to call me friend. But anyway, it's a whole other subject. Uh, the, uh, um, if, if I'm, am I, if I'm asking legitimate pointed questions that no one can give an answer to because this stuff is happening, then that's a reason to wonder why that is not to attack the person that told you that because it goes against your, your narrative and your normalcy bias and your deep seated fear of a disease that isn't going away. And we're going to talk more about that in just a bit. But now on to something much less controversial and unifying, if you will. Kyle Rittenhouse. Matt? Matt? Wait, is Matt? Is, did I lose Matt? Hello? Oh. Really? Well, while Matt's sitting there stoically reading whatever he's looking at, I'm going to tell you folks about Kyle Rittenhouse. The Rittenhouse trial is over. It's You know, you lose the flow now because he's not here. I'm just going to look at Matt while I do this. Hey, Matt. How you doing? You know, the Rittenhouse trial is over, Matt. Uh, and if you missed it uh, last night, Matt and Jason covered it extensively uh on sunday night uh go ahead and actually join the subscribe button to catch it again uh if you if you did miss it um many people have been wondering what will happen to the prosecutors who made such an absolute are you wait are you back hello hello okay i'm back yes all right awesome anyway i was saying the rittenhouse trial is over and everyone's now uh, wondering uh, what's going to happen to the prosecutors who made such a mockery of that trial. Most notably, Thomas 
Binger. Binger. Yes. Thomas Binger. Yeah. And uh, so it appears as though Thomas Binger is uh, shopping a book. And we here at Muddied Waters were lucky enough to get an early copy of this book. That's good. That's good. Listen, there's one thing I refuse, and that is allowing people to make fun of Thomas Binger on this show. I think it's disgusting. (laughs) I think it has absolutely no place. And frankly, I think you're a bigot. I think there's something wrong with you that would make you want to make fun of not just one, but possibly even other tragedies as well. How dare you? Stupid things lawyers do and say. Yes, I like that. Stupid Dur- during the biggest Binger. trials. So here's a, a, a. Oh, we're going to talk about this next actually. Actually, but I am so Kyle Rittenhouse so far has stacked up an incredible body count. Uh, he killed a child rapist, serial child rapist. Uh, he killed a uh, violent felon who assaulted him. Uh, he killed another violent, uh, or he shot and. Uh, uh, disarmed it literally uh a uh i mean de-armed <laughs> he definitely the armament of uh, of yes. gays gauge chris crooks who uh who pointed a gun at him he destroyed the yes. prosecutorial career of thomas binger who is now reeling because he has to be part of prosecuting Crystal Kaiser, the the uh, sex trafficking victim who killed her uh, her tormentor. And is he, pro- is got... he prosecuting that? <laughs> He's, that's Kenosha. That's the same prosecution team. <laughs> so I don't know if he's the lead prosecutor in that, but that's the same team there, bud. And now all of the oh. protesters are like, all right, here's how you're going to make us not be angry. Uh, let this, this chick go. And, and, and she is a great case too. So you're going to get to see him just, everyone's going to hate. So he's destroyed that poor man's career. Uh, I shouldn't say poor man. He's the one that decided he, and, and actually, I don't think he made, he wasn't the DA, right? No, he was the ADA. Okay. So then this poor man, uh, destroyed his career. Um, and, uh, now, uh, he is, uh, he is destroying, the very finely crafted conservative and progressive narrative about him on the show where that often happens, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Nothing's oh, real. Nothing's nothing real. is real. This is a simulation. This has to this be a simulation. This is 100% a simulation. Yeah, uh, so Kyle appeared on Tucker Carlson last last night yeah last night? uh awesome. two, two nights yeah recently yeah i i think it aired last night but i read the transcript sunday night um but he appeared in uh on it and, and during the interview he said this case has nothing to do with race it never had anything to do with race it had the right to uh it had to do with the right to self-defense to mm-hmm. which carlson said right mm-hmm and stared awkwardly at the camera and 
And then he said, I'm not a racist person. I support the BLM movement. I support peacefully demonstrating. And I don't think anybody in the world saw that coming. I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't. And I'm trying to find the quote, but he also said, this could happen to anyone. Imagine if it happened to a black person or a person who had less means and, you know, someone who, uh, you know, didn't get media yeah, it, attention. They would have buried it. If they were, able, like, wow. If they were able ahead. to do this to me, imagine what it would, uh, if they were able to do this to me, imagine what it would have happened if it had been a uh, person, of, like a minority. A person of a color person. or a black person or whatever. Uh, yeah. 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 And yep. I was just like. Yep. Simulation. Yep. This, this is for anyone watching this who still has some lingering like, well, okay, I was still a prick. Everything you've been told about this kid was wrong. I still maintain, mm -hmm. I don't think it was a good idea for him to go there, which I've said from the beginning. Everything it was a good idea for anybody to go there. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I don't think it was smart for, for Gage Kirschkirks to go there. And I don't think it was smart for the serial child rapist to be allowed to go there. Because why wasn't he required to be at home? Uh, or in prison, uh, the, uh, uh, or in a, whichever. And, uh, uh, the uh, Anthony Huber guy, I don't think it was smart for him to go there. The jump kick guy who kicked Kyle. Uh, I don't think it was smart Maurice for him to be Friedman. there. What's that? What's that? Maurice Freeman, Friedman, Maurice Friedman. Yeah. Maurice Friedman. I don't think it was smart for him to be there. Really? I don't think it was smart for anyone who was, you know, burning down minority owned businesses to be there. Uh, his, uh, mother didn't take him, uh, someone that he, I believe drove himself or someone else picked him up. The state lines thing is, he, drove himself he lived, yeah, he, the state lines thing, he's, uh, 20 minutes away and he lifeguards in that County and his family, his dad's side of the family lives there. That would be like, I live in, uh, Myrtle beach. That would be like me going to, uh, little river where my dad lives like that. That's it would. And in fact, actually, I think little river's further away. And if anyone like, who cost county you lines, like it doesn't care. No one cares. Um, you live close and, to the border of North Carolina, right? Yeah. It would be like if I had a loved one in like Calabash and I went up there roughly the same distance, about 20-ish minutes up there and went and helped with something. Um, in fact, he actually uh, tried to surrender to police and couldn't because uh, they had shut down. They had stood down and uh, weren't doing anything to anyone for anything, which is why the, they the maced people that him. were... Yeah, they maced him. Although he didn't realize that at the time. He said he didn't realize he had been pepper sprayed or, or maced or whatever. Um, but he, uh, so then he had to go back across those those state lines that apparently are a big deal to people that say they are. Uh, the, uh, he went across the state lines and uh, uh, surrendered to another police department in, in his state, um, in the state he lives, he resides in. And what was the other one? Uh, oh, illegal gun. It wasn't illegal. Uh, someone uh, under the age of 18 is able to have a rifle or a shotgun. Is able it's to carry a rifle. hunting bill, but it doesn't specify you can have it. In fact, that's why he had it. He actually would have preferred to conceal carry a pistol, but he couldn't because that's illegal. And this kid is one of those thin blue line back the blue types, and he didn't want to break your stupid laws. So he carried a rifle. So yeah, everything you were told was so, was lies. Yeah, you were told lies. Oh, remember when you were originally told that it was black people he killed? 
No, they're all white. And they're all of them, cri- like violent people. We actually we when when we showed that video getting demonetized immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, when we CNN and MSNBC and you know all those guys, they oh, show yeah. it and they still they're nope. still yep. monetized. No we, we do not get monetized. No. Um, there have been a few videos that we have shown on here that I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. I, I understand why that wasn't one of them. Monetized. Yep. Well, that was not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, when we initially showed that video, we went, huh, that was a white guy. That was a white guy. That was a white guy. Or at least, you know, at, at least to the eye test, they were all, they were all white. They guys. were white guys. And it was just, yeah. They were white guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were like, huh, he didn't shoot any black guys. And then everybody was like, oh, he was racist. He was racist. It's like, he, he only shot white people. He only mm-hmm. shot white people. He only shot white people. Um, and he was uh, defending minority-owned businesses. And he knew they were minority-owned because he met them when he was helping clean up the graffiti from the school. And he went there and talked to yeah. them and asked if they'd like help. And they said, sure, yeah, because the police have stood down. Someone come please help us and our minority-owned business. Now, he didn't do it because they so were minority-owned, are- but... You know, I don't know. Call me crazy, but if you uh, just spent time uh, cleaning up a school that is has a lot of minority kids that go to it, and then you go and help a, a business that you know is owned by brown people, and then you know, in a group of people that has all sorts of you know different races in it, the only people you shoot are the ones who pose a threat to your life at some point, either by trying to kill you or by pointing a weapon at you. Maybe you're not a racist. And the two things that they lean on are actually three things, which one came out of nowhere recently. Uh, One is that uh, after all of this happened, when he was at home, some proud boys found out where he was and took some photos with him. Because that's definitely if some people come up and say they're supporters of yours and you take some photos of with them, that's definitely I've actually had that used against me. Uh, I had some people that turned out, and I haven't even vetted it, that they were bad people. And they came to my event wearing a Jorgensen Cohen shirt, and I took a photo with them, and I think I had a thumbs up, because, again, it's just a support. And I'm told, oh, yeah, look, that person's actually a member of the such and such. And I'm like, well, they took a picture with a Jew who was just talking about open borders. So I'm not sure what to tell you. But anyway, uh, so that was one reason that doesn't prove anything. Uh, the other thing was that there was a the, the one that was the most, I would say, damning or troubling was you know he did a video where he was like yeah I want to shoot some some looters or something like that. Sixteen year old, seventeen year old kid says something stupid. Is that what he did? No, what he did wasn't that. He only shot people that were attacking him, and there's all sorts of videos showing that he actually had some incredible trigger discipline, depending the. the um, considering what was happening, people screaming at him, people threatening him. He showed some amazing trigger discipline there. Way more than any of the, the police that enforce all your laws that you love so much. Um, the uh, And your mandates and orders. So, so real quick, um, like, we, we've all heard the lies. You know, he, he went across state lines with a gun, which he didn't. Uh, his mom drove him across state lines with a gun. No, no, she yep, didn't. No, no, he um, didn't. He didn't. He had no reason to be in Kenosha. Yes, he did. Uh, everybody he shot was black. One of the ones that I've been hearing recently, uh, I've been hearing this one a lot. Um, mm-hmm. he was just looking for trouble or he was just looking for a fight. Yep. That's been like the, that, that's the most recent thing. The most recent argument. That it's their fallback. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. It's the fuck. Right. And I don't think he was just looking for a fight because there's video of him earlier in the night where he did get pepper sprayed. And he was like saying, we're just here to protect this business. We're here to use lethal force if necessary. But if they're going to come at us with non-lethal, then I'm not going to use lethal against them. And if somebody was looking for a fight or looking for trouble and wanted to actually use the gun, he would have shot the person that sprayed him in the face with pepper spray uh, while he was guarding one of the numerous car sources that make up 90% of Kenosha's uh, economy. economy. It's a car, it's a car source. It, it actually is. Yeah. That's like what the, that's their main export is cars from car source. No, the is whole really? the no, no. It, it's <laughs> so the, the big there's thing like they've been leading on <laughs> is that there's a video of uh, there's video that was shown across the street from a CVS pharmacy. Hooded people were seen rushing out, clutching items. You know, it, people had been watching these looters destroying their towns and and you know robbing people left and right. And a uh, a vo oh wow. A voice that sounds like Rittenhouse's. So they don't even know for certain that it was him saying it. But let's say he said it. It says, bro, I wish I had my effing AR. I'd start shooting rounds at them. Okay. It's a kid. He said that. He's angry. That's not what he actually did. So if you make a video saying all that edgy shit that you like to say, and joking and so forth and then two three however many weeks later you end up defending yourself against someone legitimately defending yourself against someone would you want the fact that you said something allegedly again we don't know if it was him but said something weeks prior have anything to do with it the only way that it would come into play is if the people if they could have argued that the people there who were going after kyle had a reason to know that he had said that which of course they didn't this is like something they sound found on someone's phone yeah oh and then a recent one is oh look at this video of him beating up a girl that apparently was bullying his sister or something like that oh better put him in prison for the rest of his life for murder even though there's video that he was defending himself as soon as they started going to all that stuff, it told me that they didn't have a case. They were emotionally invested in this kid's suffering because they had been told to hate him by the corporate media that divides you against anyone you might have a common cause with because they don't want you to talk about the giant swindle that they're doing to you every single day. Like, for example, robbing you to pay for the enforcement of making you take something that you might not want to take that's so safe that they won't show you the proof of that for your entire life. For example. So, speaking of incredible attorneys, it is now time. It is now time. Thank you. He, he knows what's coming. It's now time for the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment where you can go to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters and you can leave us messages that we will play here during the 
personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, Anchor, call in a moment. But uh, if you go to anchor.fm slash muddywaters slash subscribe, you can become an official member of the muddy, muddy, mud, mud skipping, mud. You can become a subscriber to Muddy Waters Media. We have, we're still working on the name. I just keep adding mud words to it. The mud people. Come join the mud people. Uh, the muddied mud people. And uh, for only 10 bucks a month, actually $9.99 a month, uh, you can uh, you get access to ad-free podcast episodes of all the episodes ad-free on Anchor uh, and Spotify. You also uh, will soon get ad-free video episodes on Spotify. Woo-hoo-hoo. There. Uh, you get exclusive members-only, subscriber-only content every week or so. And then every month, and we just did it last week, every month we get together and do a big Zoom call and live stream it for all those jealous normies to watch us have way more fun than them for the muddied Zoom. Join the muddied Zoom by becoming a subscriber. And uh, you get to hang out with me and Matt and Jason Lyon and Nullick Trump and Cajun and, well, I already said the Eskimo, Uh, uh, Noel Olindi, Olind, Olind. Olinde. How can I not remember? He trolls me every time. I think it's Olin. Um, you can hang out with all of us live. And Sarah was there too, looking extremely bemused the whole time and not impressed at all. But we still had a great time. And uh, for only 10 bucks a month, you can become a member. Uh, here is, pull it up. Here is our first. Oh, wait, before, before, you, uh, before you do that, I, for, uh-huh. I, I forgot. I have to find it from uh from mudsketeer himself tom kaler he sent us an email oh okay cool um i remember being promised free breadsticks for everyone if we got the most electrifying libertarian presidential candidate since bob barr and spike elected mm-hmm that is what spurred my suspicion when I saw a Domino's ad for $50 million in surprise freeze. Uh, there are some other very large franchises offering similar deals. Uh, do you think that these are result are resulting from conditional government bailouts or am I crazy bread? Or did they just steal your idea? They stole my idea. Those yeah. sons of bitches. I think they just stole your They just stole my <laughs> idea. Big Cheesy Bread stole my idea. Olind. It's pronounced Olind. Olind. I, th- I thought it was. But I keep wanting to add the Olinde. Even though he's not. Like, that's like a French <laughs> name. That's Olinda. It's like a like it, like Spanish. it's so it's what it's like maybe even if you're not supposed to pronounce the e but if you're kind of swarthy you kind of put it at the end there anyway like oh my name is Noel Olinda like it's Olinda like it's Olinda like it's just you're not really He's it's in not my phone saying is Olinda it's just Olinda like you're just you just every sentence you end with a little ah at the end there how are you doing with a, with a very breathy. Yeah. With a very breathy. Like a very breathy. Ah, my name is Noel Olinda. So the first question comes from Rod Rob Popkovich. Ah, 
Oh, hold on. This damn thing, son of a bitch. What is happening? Let's see if that fixes it. Sort on the iron range. There we go. All right. Uh, let's do that over again. Hey guys, this is Rob Rob Polkovich up there up in northern Minnesota on the Iron Range. Um, just had a few questions about what you think about the mining situation going on here, as far as Biden signing that bill to block any kind of mining projects and fe federal land and stuff in the BWCA and whatnot. And just to tell you guys, Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Well, well Rob, first of all, thank happy you. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, so if I am correct on what Rob is referring to, uh, if I'm correct on what Rob Palkovicha is referring to, um, I think that, uh, back in 20, we're going to make up a date here, but like 2015, 2014, uh, Obama put a no mining he put a cease to all the mining contracts. Yeah, I think it was 24. Hold on. I think then, it was around then. Uh, it was towards the end of his right presidency. Toward the, right. And then toward the end of the 24-month or 24-month or 26-month uh, moratorium on it, Trump overturned it and said, no, you can start mining again. Yep. yep. I think Biden just reinstated this. If I am correct, I'm not okay. Rob is saying yes. Okay, that's yeah. so. Um, it actually it, go, go ahead because it's actually not fully Biden's fault, but it's he's not helping. But no, uh, right. Um, I mean, by it's his administration, so you know. Well, no. So it's it's actually so a uh, a judge. Oh no, this was in the West. Hold on. So a judge actually oh, that's uh uh threw out one of Trump's uh mining bans or Trump's lifting of a mining ban uh because he, they said it was arbitrary. That was one of the most incredible things of the uh Obama the Trump administration was that Trump would undo an executive order which he has every authority to do. It's an executive order. You can, you know, in, introduce it with a pen and a phone and you can remove it with a pen and a phone. And the courts would say, no, that's arbitrary. You're not, you're doing it just for that. And it was like, yeah, because it's an executive order. That was a very interesting right. thing, which the libertarian answer would be like, okay, all of them get repealed then. Start from scratch. No executive order. Because they're now all arbitrary. Yeah, because they're all... I don't want to be arbitrary about it. I'm just going to end them all. So, right. Yes, yeah, so, um, uh, so... Yeah, I know, he... he I think so this, this is Trump. This is Obama. Trump Or Biden. Trump uh, lifted the ban, and then uh, Biden decided to reintroduce it. To reintroduce it, yeah. And... Yeah. If I, if I, God, if I remember correctly, it's, I think it's copper that yep. they're mining up yep. in that. Okay. Um, yeah. So if he actually wanted to make a jump forward, uh, technologically, uh, economically, this would not be something he would be doing. Um, 
getting copper, having copper, having access to copper is massively important in today's digital and technological age. Um, and by appeasing the progressives who are like, this is bad for the environment. And I'm not here to speak on whether or not it is or isn't because I don't know. Um, but to say that, you know, we need to stop this shows that you are putting the progressives opinions on whether or not mining is bad for the environment over the good that that copper can do. Um, copper nickel. Um, thank you, Rob. Um, I don't, I didn't like it when they ceased uh, oil con oil drilling contracts and now they've released what 50 million barrels, which will last us a day. It's, it's, it's just, so it's uh, our average daily usage is around of oil of of um of oil is around the average is 19 million barrels a day but it actually i believe goes up during this time so it's probably but let's just round it up to 20 because it was like 19.8 so let's say 20 so it basically it's two and a half days and of course they don't release it all at once they they're going to slowly release it over time it will be a drop in the bucket. You won't even notice it. And more importantly, by signaling that that's all he's going to do, he let the markets know, I'm not going to address the problems with supply. I'm not going to address the uh, inflationary spending that's driving up the cost of everything. I'm not going to uh, get rid of or even suspend the federal gas tax, nor am I going to encourage states to do so. I'm just going to let it go and a little bit of oil in there and hope that it and, and pretend that does something to appease my base and the markets have responded by oil prices shooting through the roof again and okay so a quick a quick update as i mean so as rob said that it was copper nickel where rob is uh amos joseph who is in minnesota's iron range uh they mine Taconite? Taconite. That's what I'm going with. Taconite, okay. which refines into steel. And that's another thing that uh, is on the mining ban up in that area. Yeah. Uh, no, this is this is what our stuff is made out of. Right. Yes. It is every president, every everybody that runs for president talks about bringing jobs back to the country talks about not outsourcing you know we're going to make the american economy if it's trump great again if it's biden he's going to build it back better um you know which is literally the exact same thing <laughs> completely different sentence um but when they do these bans when they when they do ban on oil drilling or when they do bans on fracking or uh natural gas production um or they do bans on these mining they are literally outsourcing it to other countries to do in order for us to get. And then they will put tariffs on it as it's coming in and the other country will put tariffs on it as it's coming in and it yep. just drives up the price for all the consumers. Yep. So Rob, I think that we've answered your question and we don't like it. Yeah, we don't like it. Also, when they do the mining in other countries, they use like children and you know slaves and extracted in the cheap. worst possible way and human rights abuses in addition to uh environmental abuse and because we're talking about climate change it doesn't matter where it happens the whole argument is that climate change is global 
So it doesn't matter if it happened over here, over here, over here, over the, here. The air pollution part and the water pollution part definitely factors in. But the climate change part, which is the part they're scaring us with, the scary climate change is going to kill us all, make things so much hotter that we're going to definitely die. Uh, they're going to do it in places where there are fewer environmental standards, which means it's going to contribute even more greenhouse gases and use child slaves probably in the process. But so it won't be in Jacob Helzer has an inner has an interesting question. He says, how many of these vans are to conserve resources for war with China? Now, I don't see war with China happening, but let no. me tell you why I don't think this is right either. Um, if you do these things in order to conserve uh, resources in case we get into war with China, then you will have to go and do it whenever war starts, which will take time. Yeah. So it wouldn't make sense for him to go, let's stop this, you know, let's stop mining and let's stop drilling and let's stop natural gas yep. production yep. because we might need those resources if war happens. No, yep. because it will take so much time to get it out and to Years. refine it and to yep. do all the stuff. You wouldn't have time. So that And you need a workforce that's trained to do it. We just saw this with the, you know, everyone's like, why is the labor shortage happening? Because you literally furloughed a bunch of people. Now, imagine if you just completely destroyed that industry. And then one day you went, oh, we need it. We're going to war with China. You now have to create the industry. You have to like literally create not just the facilities, but the people who can build them, the people who can maintain them, the people who can extract from them, the people who can distill it, the people who can distribute it. Every step of that, you're having to basically create an entire industry from almost nothing, not to mention all the supply chain problems we already have. So no, by doing this, you actually set back war readiness with China uh, for a decade or more but also decade. we're not going right. to a conventional war with china we're we're in a in a increasingly uh lukewarm cold war with china because the cold war never ended it just shifted to china instead of russia um and you're also um you're in a, a trade war which we shouldn't be that's stupid it hurts um the wealthiest country always gets hurt by the trade war wars um, it, you get into a, what else you get into a, you know, we're, we're in a technological war, you know, there's a war over like cultural, you know, media stuff and things like that. You know, what, what Disney gets a, is allowed to say what the NBA is allowed to say, like that kind of stuff. If we were going to get into an actual hot kinetic war, it's going to be nuclear. It's not going to be, oh, the Chinese invaded today. Why would they invade? They, we'd kill them. Like a million Chinese people are going to cross the Pacific, work their way through the military, through the, the Navy and Air Force, and then come here and deal with tens of millions of gun owners who actually would fight against them because they're not going to do it against the police or military here. Uh, but, you know, what an actual like people they would fight against. No, we're not going to war with China. We're either going into a hot nuke war that lasts a matter of hours or we're just going to do this Cold War stuff forever. That's what's going to happen. Oh, while we're trading trillions of dollars with each other. So that that's the kind of war we're going to be in with China. And Rob, to answer your last question, uh, have whoever is planning your convention get in touch with Brian Lambrecht. And yes. uh, depending on when your convention is, we would be happy to come. Is that the Minnesota convention? I'm assuming. I believe that we're already in talks on that. So, um, but he can certainly reach out. Uh, next question is from T. Marie. 
Good evening and happy Thanksgiving and holidays to all of the Muddied Buddies, Muddied Water Media's fans. This is T. Marie Liberty. I do have a question. Um, Mr. Wright, um, I- I'm sorry, Mr. Cranthief, uh, Uncle Cranthief, if that's what we're going to call you, um, I think I'm supposed to be leaving a message for some reason, and I can't remember why. Um, but thank you um, for bringing Muddied Waters Media into my life and into my family's life. Um, I hope you guys enjoy your Jewish Thanksgiving. I don't know if Jewish people do it differently. Um, but thank you, Spike, as well, and Tasha. And thank you, everybody, from the Muddied Waters Media family, and happy Thanksgiving. Jewish so yes, our our Jewish uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> tradition is I'm gonna hang out with some friends of ours, and they're gonna have turkey and pernil because they're Puerto Rican, and uh, and uh, and whatever I guess mofongo I don't know I I think they're doing stuffing but it's gonna be a, a definitely a uh, a Caribbean Latino flavored uh, Thanksgiving and I'm bringing salmon because I'm Jewish and on a restrictive diet. Um, that's what we do. Matt, what's your Jewish Thanksgiving going to be like? Uh, so my Jewish Thanksgiving is um, going. We're we're going to Georgia uh, to see Superfan Sarah Andereg's, uh family up there. Oh, and cool! I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty traditional. But since it's going to be a Jewish Thanksgiving, I think there's more guilt. That's everything. Right. We well, don't yeah, wait I mean, for the holidays just... to be guilty. Right. It's it, it's. It's a traditional Thanksgiving with the same amount of guilt that the Jewish people seem to live with every day. It's a traditional day as a Jew. I got a, a letter in the mail. Uh, I was on Eric Brakey, the senator from uh, Maine. He has a show. He's now the global, he's now the something director for uh, for Yale, Young Americans for Liberty. And I was his uh, one of his Eric, first guests Eric on Brakey? the show. What's that? Eric Brakey? Eric Brakey, yeah. And so he, I was on his show, and he sent me a handwritten letter thanking me for being on his show. And as soon as I look at it, I immediately start feeling guilty. I should have sent him something. I never send a thank you letters to my guests. This thing's been in here since November 3rd. I'm not checking my mail enough. Like, I literally just, I'm like, everything I'm doing, I should feel good. This man, what a great, cool, you know show of goodwill this guy was so happy to have me on a show that he writes me a letter what a class act and i'm like melting like i am a piece of garbage everything i'm doing is wrong everyone hates me i now have to write like 50 some odd oh no 100 how many guests have i had 100 and some odd guests on my show i gotta write them all letters now now all the guests moving forward do i even want to do this show anymore how i mean i'm already not even having time to check my mail now i'm gonna have to write letters all the time that's going to make it even harder to check my mail. Yeah, maybe I'll just not do it anymore. That was the thought process I had. Here's the next question. Oh, so just real uh, real quick, that reminds me. Oh. Um, on Saturday, December 4th, we're having a uh, Hanukkah event at the house, and I want to invite you. Okay, I, if I, December 4th? There's going to be a lot. Yeah, there's going to be a latka bar, and we're going to have Safganyo and matzo ball soup and brisket but i'll throw some salmon in the oven for you i was gonna say i can't i can almost guarantee you i can't have the matzo ball soup there is a gluten-free way to make it but why bother 
with you. But why would you? That. Well, yeah, why would you? Um, but Latkes. Uh... Oh, Latkes. It's going to be a Latka bar. A Latka yeah. bar. Uh, just different types of Latka. Right. Uh... Well, with multiple toppings for, yeah, for I you can't to do choose. This. I... No, I need to take this call from James Ray. Hey there, Spike and guy on left. This is James M. Ray calling in for a Chris Reynolds attorney at law anchor call-in moment. I'm calling to request a team effort that would be really great. I call it Free Ross Thanksgiving. Just for those four days from the 24th to the 28th, I want everybody on Twitter that knows me, if they're willing, if they're not, so what, to change their middle name to hashtag free Ross just for those four days. And I'm hoping that it makes the president yield on this issue and pardon Ross and let him out by Christmas to be with Lynn and all of us. That's what I want. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Yeah, I, I think that's a definitely a noble thing. And I think that, uh, Ross definitely deserves to be home. I think one of the things that strikes me is, you know, here's probably one of the biggest tech geniuses we have on earth and he should be thriving as a billionaire right now. Who's giving us all the free market solutions we need using, you know, all the newest technology. And instead they've got him in a cage cause he didn't want to play their game. Uh, here's uh, we got three in a row from uh, Steven Witt who uh, Matt, you got to meet him the weekend before last. Hey guys, what's up? This is Steve Witt calling in on the Chris Reynolds attorney at law anchor calling moment. And since this is the Thanksgiving week episode, I wanted to say that I am thankful for my beautiful daughter, Kimberly, as well as my parents, Wilbur and Kimberly Witt, and my friends and the rest of my extended family. And for being able to meet you guys at the South Carolina Libertarian Party Convention. That was great meeting you guys. And wanted to say thank you for this show. Been following you guys now for about a year now. And very thankful for the content that Muddy Waters puts out on a daily basis and weekly basis with the various shows that you have on your network. Thank you very much, guys. Absolutely, man. Thank you for uh, being a part Ooh, of it. Thank you. Um, and it was great uh, getting to see you again. I, I've met you before, but neither none of uh, the other folks, yeah. uh, Muddy Waters no, folks, it was had, great. So. It was great meeting you. It was great meeting you uh, in the South Carolina. I'll, I'll uh, have to throw props out to Kelsey Lyon yet again because she put yes. on a fan, fan damn tastic event. And uh, you know that it was it was a great event. It was a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, it was great getting a chance to see people that, uh, I haven't met in person and, uh, that watch the show and that I, uh, talk to online constantly. So it, 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 it was a great event and you were one of the people I got to meet and I'm very grateful that we had a chance to do so. Yep. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And thanks for letting us change in your room. We changed, Steve let us use his room to change. For the gala. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Stay. Oh, we went funny. to his hotel room and uh, changed in there. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. We. Uh, 
That's great. Um, okay, so he's sent two more. So here's the next one from him. Hey guys, Steve Wood again calling in on the Chris Reynolds attorney at law anchor calling moment. And this is just a complaint talking about regulations and bootstrap laws, essentially. So as most of you guys know, I'm a truck driver and I recently applied to a new company. And in order to apply to that new company, I had to go through a company known as HireRight. And they are the ones that generate what's called a DAC report that goes out to multiple companies that use them for their hiring purposes, as well as it ties in with the FMCSA. And just a little discouraged today, um, I was hired by the new company that I'm trying to get on with. However, because I'm looking to get hired on to this new company after Christmas, I have to completely reapply again within the next two weeks in order to try to get on after January 1st. It's very frustrating. Gosh, I think this is more for that. And to extrapolate off of that last message, in order for me to get hired on, like I said, I've got to apply again in two weeks because the application times out after 30 days. And it's just ridiculous because you basically have to jump through hoops in order to make sure that your DAC report is complete in order for the next company you try to get on with so that they don't have any missing information. And if the current company you're with hasn't updated it, you're basically SOL. So just thought that I would throw that out there if nobody knows about that. Thanks, guys. Well, I'm sorry you're having to go through that, but I'm glad you were able to share it with people. This is what having to comply with a bunch of in, like ever-changing, ever-increasing state and federal DOT diktat looks like. It looks like someone who's just trying to work, um, you know, moving stuff around that we all need, uh, being treated like some kind of, you know, criminal who's trying to get over on the government. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's... Uh, it, it, federal regulations suck. You know, and I'll tell you, when it comes That's to DOT stuff... Today, yeah. I, I'm sorry, man. With the uh, and on, on when it comes to DOT stuff, the states suck too. I have a friend who used to do boat moving. He would move boats from uh, up and down the the eastern seaboard, usually from places in New, New England and New York, and sometimes Northern Virginia, like the D.C. area, and then bring them down to South Florida, the Keys, your area, Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, for, for people who wanted to have their boats there and not have to go up and down the, not have to actually, um, uh, pilot their boats up and down either the, the ocean or the intercoastal. Um, and so he would move boats and he did good. He made, he made a decent living doing it. He didn't become rich on it, but he made a decent living and the federal and state governments and DOTs and, and a lot of what he had to go through was at the state level. And it was just two or three states that you physically have to drive through made it increasingly cost prohibitive until eventually he couldn't, as an owner-operator, do it anymore. And he ended up having to sell his trucks and everything because he just you couldn't make money doing it. And so you had two different groups that were able to make money. One were the big companies that could afford the cost of compliance. Anyone who watches this show has heard that story over and over again. Big corporations that can afford the cost of compliance. And illegal actors that just they show up and move your boat on a souped-up pickup truck. Uh, didn't bother stopping at any of the uh, at any of the way stations. Uh, honestly, wasn't even that safe the way they were doing it. They could probably get away with doing it, but God forbid there's any kind of you know accident or something they have to break for. They're not going to have control of the thing. 
and uh, you know all sorts of you know unsafe issues with unloading and everything else. But they could you know present a reasonable price for people to be able to do it. So for someone trying to do it the legit way on an actual commercial vehicle, they just couldn't, and uh, and that 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 destroyed this person's business. And it was it was the it had been getting worse and worse. Um, the final death blow was during the Obama administration. I forget exactly what they were. And it was some of the states doing it in, in concert with the uh, federal department. Um, and, uh, and then when Trump got in, he was kind of hoping that might be some of the deregulation that happened. Didn't. Uh, and, and now with Biden and there's no reason to expect that'll change. Um, so I want to say. This is kind of we're kind of giving we're kind of ending on good news, right? Ish. Yeah, I mean it kind of depends. A lot of this is still up in the air on what okay. will end up happening. Um, like these these laws have been passed, but um, okay. As we all know, uh, back in we'll say October. Um, back in October was that October that Biden. Or was that September? We all know that about Biden the wife. vaccine, man. Oh, vaccine. no, that was September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was September. Was it, okay, September. It's like September 8th-ish. Gosh, now I, I'm questioning. My, hold on. Biden vaccine mandate. This part's not in the notes, as you can tell, because... <laughs> I was thinking it was like October 8th, but then I was like, wait, that doesn't seem right. But then again, that might be right. Uh, no, September 9th. Yeah, 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 yeah. September 9th. Okay. So on September 9th, that was Biden the announced one. the yeah. vaccine. Yep. Biden announced the vaccine mandate. Um, and a lot of states said that they were going to sue. Texas passed some laws to uh, try to counteract that. Um, and we know that the Fifth Circuit recently put a stay on it. Uh, recently put a stay on it. And uh, OSHA has backed off for the time being, but is currently yes. being fought in the Sixth Circuit. Um, and that covers like Tennessee. I think that's in Ohio. Um, and I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, 20, 20 justices appointed by Trump and Reagan are there, and then six from Obama and Clinton so not none from bush that's that's interesting right yeah i i I think i could be wrong on that because i'm doing that from memory um and i was reading that just like in passing the other day but governor ron DeSantis here in florida insists that he isn't running for president in 2024 um but instead he's just working on the rights of floridians uh so he can win re-election uh, in 22. Yeah. And it seems like he's lying. I, I actually tend to believe him. I think he's planning 28, but I think he's, I think he's planning to run 28. I, I honestly do, but, uh, it seems like think, he's lying with a lot of the stuff he does. I, I, yeah, I, I think he's lying. I think he's setting himself up for 24 or 28. I also think what is interesting is that um, he could end up, if Trump goes in, Trump might push him for his VP, which inside of the Republican Party 
very rarely do failed VP candidates end up running for president successfully, meaning failed as in like they didn't win the election. They usually they don't win. then go on to be able to uh, win the primary to get nominated, uh, historically anyway, and, and similar for the Democrats as well. So he might be staying out of it and just building up his credo, his credentials in Florida until he can run in, in 28. Right. That's that's kind of what I, I think he thinks Trump is going to run in 24 and he doesn't yep. want to run against Trump. And right. if he's asked if he's tapped for VP, I think that he will say, no, I want to stay as governor just so he can run. In 28. Yeah. Uh, right. But on Thursday last week. He pulled the most epic troll job. Of any governor possibly ever when yep. he held a press conference and signed new legislation in Brandon, Florida. Which is like 20 minutes that. Um, That's funny. But he signed, he signed some bills in Brandon, Florida uh, that were passed in the special session of the Florida legis legislature aimed particularly at vaccine mandates. Now, he didn't outright ban vaccine mandates, which a lot of people are saying he banned vaccine mandates. He didn't. Much like the vaccine mandate that Biden passed isn't a vaccine mandate because he is saying you have the option. You can choose to get tested every week. And if you get tested every week, you have to wear a mask. Um, you have to wear a mask while indoors at all times. Uh, and uh, after a certain time period, you may have to get tested twice a week and the employer right. doesn't have to pay for it. He did the same thing. He said, you can have a vaccine mandate, but you must give workers the option of opting out of the vaccine mandate under these reasons. Uh, one, medical. Uh, and it says an employer must allow an employee to opt out for medical reasons, including for pregnancy or anticipated pregnancy. Uh, additionally, the law specifically does not require a disability or a handicap, the term the Florida Civil Rights Act uses as a synonym for the ADA's disability definition, but notes only an employer must allow an accommodation for a medical reason. Uh, to claim an exemption based on medical reason, the employee must present to the employer an exemption statement dated and signed by a doctor, uh, physician, assistant, physician assistant, or advanced practice registered nurse certifying in their professional opinion that COVID-19 vaccine may not be good for the person, which that wasn't in the OSHA mandate. They did not care. If you Think about pregnant, that for a second. If your doctors are telling you, because you know we follow the science, if your doctors are telling you, you shouldn't get this, Joe Biden says, I don't care. Or OSHA says, I don't, I don't care. care. I don't care. Get it or lose uh, your job, bigot. Uh, religious reasons. Employees can claim exemption based on religious reasons. Unlike a request for accommodation under Title VII because sincerely held religious belief conflicts with the policies of the employer, this Florida law directs employers to exempt an employee who presents a statement indicating that the employee declines COVID-19 vaccination because of a sincerely held religious belief. Note, this says that the employee decline, uh, the employee presents a statement saying that the employee 
has a sincerely held religious belief. It's not a letter from your rabbi or a letter from your priest or a letter from your uh, minister, pastor, a mom. It's a letter from the employee saying, I have a sincerely held religious belief. Because it's their religious belief. Because it's their Not that of their pastor. Right. Uh, COVID-19 immunity. Mm -hmm. The employer must allow an exemption if the employee presents a statement demonstrating competent medical evidence that the employee has immunity to COVID-19 documented by the result of a valid laboratory test performed on the employee. The Florida Department of Health is directed to adopt a standard for such demonstrations. Now, right now, if you got COVID in February of 2020 and you have that paperwork, you can bring it in and say, I've had COVID. I'm not getting the vaccine. That could change after the Florida Department of yeah, Health. Yeah, they, they might require record. like, uh, at, but you know what? It's going to be tough, man, because uh, as most immunologists who aren't compromised can tell you uh, is that uh, once your uh, antibodies are gone for something, that doesn't mean you're not immune anymore. You now have a passive resistance to it sometimes. Um, so now right. your your B and T cells could have taken over from the antibodies. So it might be antibodies and or having had COVID within the last six months or a year or something like that. But you could also just right. tell them, I have a deeply held religious belief. I do. I have a very strong religious belief. Um, periodic test. I am testing. religiously against this. I am religiously against mandates. Um, while OSHA's emergency uh, ETS allows an employer to provide an option to its employees for testing as an alternative to vaccination, the Florida requires employers to allow an employee to test as an opt-out, meaning I will right. take the test, but I'm never going to take the vaccine. Um, to claim this exemption, the employee's exemption statement must be indicate the employee agrees to comply with regular testing for the presence of COVID-19 at no cost to the employee. So the employer has to shoulder all of the testing costs. Yeah, that's and one that I have a problem with because if I, the employer, don't want to have to pay that, I can't direct my employees to claim a religious exempt. Like, let's say I let's say I'm a business that doesn't want to do vaccine mandates or anything else. OK, and then the federal government says you have to. And it, let's say it gets upheld. But then my state says you can't you have to give all these things, too. And while they're duking it out, I'm making sure to comply so I don't lose my business, because while they figure it out, I can still lose everything. And so now they're telling me, yeah, well, screw you. You got to pay 150 bucks a week per employee uh, to, to take these tests. Um, or even 50 bucks a week per employee. It adds up quickly. And if I try to tell employees, hey, listen, just, you know, send me a letter to saying that you have a religious reason. You know, I could get in trouble with the Department of Health if that if that comes out. If an employee gets upset that I said that. Uh, now I get in trouble because I was trying to save money and actually be able to afford to continue doing business. That part I don't like. If you're, you know, I, I, I would much rather this say something along the lines of, um, well, here's the thing. Is this at the cost of the employer or of the state? 
Because if the state is mandating that I have to require this, okay, fine, you pay for it then. But if they're mandating that I have to pay for it, that I have a problem with. Right, and I don't know. It doesn't say it just says at no cost to the employee. Yeah. At no cost to the at no cost to the employee, which that was one of the things when the uh, the Biden mandate was coming through. I was like, okay, so if I get tested every week, do I have to wear a mask? And they they were like, yeah, you're gonna have to wear a mask still. And I was like, but I'm gonna come in showing you a negative result. Why do I have to wear a mask? Said, well, somebody else can give it to you. And I'm like, then why don't they have to wear a mask? Then why Um, don't they have to wear a mask? And then doesn't that disprove the whole need for the vaccine, you bunch of bigots? I'm going to call them bigots now. Um, Although I was recently told, I forget who said it, but if someone calls you a bigot, just call them a pedophile. Like, just throw it back at them. Anyway, um, and, you know, you throw enough stones, you might hit some hollering dogs occasionally. Uh, but anyway, um, if, uh, especially in certain circles, (laughs) anyway, uh, but enough about that. Um, the, uh, oh gosh, where are we on this? Oh yeah. So honestly, if Joe Biden had said, we're going to require all businesses to test their employees you know, once a week or once, twice a month or something like that, I would have still been against it, but I would have at least been able to say, I get what they're trying to do. Like they want to make sure that, you know, that people don't have COVID like, cause that's what the test does. It says if you have COVID or not. And they go, well, no, because, uh, those tests are, it's like a 10, 15% rate of false, uh, negatives. That's lower than the rate of people who are vaccinated can still get and spread COVID and get seriously ill. Why are we doing this? This is stupid. It makes no sense. And it's, well, you know, vaccines are so uh, important that if you get your vaccine, then you don't have to wear a mask. But Matt, you're not vaccinated, so you have to wear a mask because someone who has COVID could give you COVID or someone who's vaccinated could give you COVID. So then why don't they have to wear a mask? If it's about protecting others, it's not. It's about rewarding compliance. And possibly even more importantly, you'll notice the shift. They're talking less and less about the disease because fear of the disease is baked into the cake at this point with some people. They're convinced that, you know, 40, 50% of the people that get this are going to drop dead. Uh, They have these ridiculous thoughts in their head of what this thing is because they don't go outside unless they absolutely have to. Um, and, uh, so they're not seeing what the world's actually like. And an increasing number of people are looking at the disease and going, this is a few times more deadly than the flu. And it seems serious, but why are we having to do all this? So what they're doing now is they're stigmatizing the people. They want you to be more scared of people that aren't vaccinated than you are against the virus. And I've literally heard people say that I'm more scared of the unvaccinated than I am of COVID because COVID's just one disease. These people can be plague rats for every disease. They're already conditioning you to hate people for making medical choices that don't affect you because you can still get it and spread it. Yep. Use of employer provided PPE. That's one of the uh, if it it is uh, if you decide that you don't want to take the vaccine, you can say I don't want to take the vaccine um, and uh, 
uh, and you have to present an exemption statement indicating the employee agrees to comply with an employer's reasonable written requirement to use mm. employer-provided personal protective equipment, meaning they have to supply the masks while you're in the building. Most of them are anyway, honestly. Like, uh, I went to a uh, um, doctor's appointment recently, and I, I forgot my mask because I so rarely wear it. Um, and they were like, oh, no problem. They're over there. Like masks, yeah. especially now that they've kind of ramped up production, like that's that's far less of a burden. And again, I'm not, I don't think that government should be able to mandate any of this stuff. But in terms of actual like damage and burden, this is relatively low, like on the scale of things. Yeah. Um, what, but, I, uh, what I want to point out is that there are people on the left who don't like DeSantis and think that, you know, they call him Death Santis and all that um they are saying that this violates the first amendment but the osha mandate was fine statists don't give a damn about the first amendment or any other amendment they throw out the constitution whenever it conveniences them and this includes republican i'm not just saying the left is all statists we see right. this all the time that's unconstitutional you don't give a shit about the constitution right that in all fairness i didn't look too hard the tweets i saw were from the left yes oh i'm sure for something look, like this absolutely hard. Yeah. this violates my civil rights oh you mean like uh the uh fact that in uh what is it northern territory of uh of australia where, where most of the aboriginal and Torres island straight uh uh indigenous peoples live because they have a slightly lower rate of vaccination so like for for most other australians it's near 90 percent, and for their population it's like 70 percent. by government mandate aboriginal people are not allowed in public spaces systemic racism is the concept of laws and regulations that are baked into governments and societies and companies, uh, organizations that even if unintentionally, so wildly disproportionately harm someone based on their race, for example, or their ethnicity, that it has a racist effect, even if that wasn't the intention. That is literally what these are. So all the people who were screaming last year about systemic racism suddenly don't care about systemic racism. You know why you haven't heard about Black Lives Matter recently, except in the past? Because they're currently protesting vaccine mandates. Did you know that? Did you know that mm -hmm. almost all of their, pro, uh, pro, prior to the Kyle Rittenhouse decision, did you know that most of the active still active on the streets uh, blm organizations were primarily protesting against vaccine mandates and passports no because the media didn't tell you that because they're not a useful uh bludgeon against you anymore because uh, now they can't tell you oh i can't believe you believe that you bigot did you know that black people disagree with you because now uh, they actually they agree with you so uh this also um 
It prevents any school officials, school official, school board member, or elected official from imposing either a vaccine or mask requirement on any students for school attendance or extracurricular activities. Although it does say a parent at the parent's sole discretion may allow his or her child to wear a mask or shield. That makes sense. Uh, there are people that incorrectly compare this to uh, mandates on private companies. Schools that receive government funding public schools, charter schools, and so forth. Absolutely have no business mandating this stuff for your kids. If they are public, that's supposed to mean they're open to the public they're supposed to serve. They cannot impose these kinds of things. And if they do, then they shouldn't be receiving taxpayer money. If they want as a private organization to set these standards, fine. No taxpayer money for you. Demonstrate value to your clients or get nothing. Yep. Uh, toward the end of the bill, uh, there are, it states that the governor's office is going to be developing a proposal for a state plan to assert jurisdiction over occupational safety and the health issues for government and private employees. This means that Florida just passed a bill to leave OSHA if their plan is approved. Can you, Can you guess who imagine? has to approve that plan? Oh. Yeah. According to federal websites like OSHA.gov, hmm. in order to leave OSHA, OSHA has to approve your state OSHA plan, and it has to be at least on par with the federal OSHA. So where's the benefit? In order to get the state OSHA approved, like so, the places that you have, have to like, just Cal say that you're uh, going to do what they would do. Cal, Cal OSHA is separate from OSHA, but that's because they wanted to put in so many other restrictions right. that OSHA was like, we're not going to put those in federally. Uh, but you have to have it at least on par with what federal OSHA is doing. So if they wanted to start FLOSHA, which I'm assuming that's what they're going to call it, FLOSHA. FLOSHA! Um, Losha. Losha. Um, Flo Rida like is going to be in the video. That's <laughs> like, we're, we're, oh, wow. And you can do your first rap album. Hoorap rap album. Hoorap album. By Matt Hoorite. I'll do a giraffe cameo. Right. You'll do a rap cameo on my war rap album. Whap. This is on par, like, if you were a member of the mob and you said, hey, I'm going to leave and start my own mob. And then yep. the original mob was like, okay, we have to approve your new mob bylaws. And you can only hire mobsters that we want, that we would approve of you hiring. And you yep. have to be just as mob-like as we are. Yes. But you like, can where, you can run the day to day operations, right? Right, you can run the day to day operations. Oh, and like there's like so many um, like OSHA will come in like twice a year to make sure that you are doing everything up to OSHA's standard. So where is the benefit of leaving OSHA? My fear is that we, that Florida does this, and then eventually. I don't see it happening in 22, 
but eventually Democrats will take control of, you know, other areas or Republicans will be like, Hey, now that we can do this, we can add in all this other stuff that we want to add in and it will just get inundated with extra stuff. So Mm. where is the benefit of leaving OSHA? For the state government, the benefit is they get to turn this into another one of their slush funds slash uh, whip, you know, sticks that they use on on anyone that's getting out of line. For us as individuals, not not much. Now, so you're saying not only do they have to approve the plan, but then they still do ongoing compliance to make sure your your deal is as at least as strict as theirs. Yeah. So it's not even like they could that's introduce a- something and then start scaling it back. Right. That's so that's according oh, to OSHA's that's... website. Now, I, I, I don't know if there is a way around it or if there is a, I don't know. Oh, so he, he might be pulling a 10th amendment thing. And I, yeah, what Brian, I saw Brian's comment and it could be, he's pulling a 10th amendment because these are not right. Oh, Brian said 10th amendment right after I said, yeah. So it's great minds there, Brian. So this he, is he actually said it right before my, you did. Okay, well, great. It's still great minds because I wasn't reading the comments, but he, his mind's slightly greater than mine. Um, uh, he might be saying, "No, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to assert jurisdiction over occupational safety and health issues for government and private employees." That would be yes. Listen, if he does that. I'm going to let you say your thing first. I'm not finishing that sentence because I don't know if it's true. I'm, I'm not going to say I would vote for the guy, but I might help on a campaign. Look, I believe that the Republican and Democratic parties are basically two wings of the same plane crash by and large, and that the organizations as a whole exist uh, to give this endless dangling, uh, if you maybe one more election and this time we'll do what we say. And, it, and to play bad cop against the other side so everyone's always voting for the lesser evil and, and the, the constant fear routine and this election's far too important to throw my vote away and all that nonsense. And it's likely that like he can't actually do that. Um, but if he is actually, if this isn't all just signaling, oh, I'm going to sign this thing and Brandon and all that stuff. If he's actually going to try to buck up against the Leviathan federal state and uh, and like actually push for decentralization, and you'll notice I'm not going to use the term states' rights because states don't have rights, and it's a stupid term. Forget the fact that it was originally used to you know as a euphemism for you know like violations of civil rights of of black mostly black people um and jewish visitors uh it was not it, it was a uh, uh it, 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 it's not a state's right but it is decentralization and it is a 10th amendment proper within the constitution 
proper apportionment of where power is supposed to go, left as decentralized as possible, in theory. If he actually does that on this kind of stuff, and if, if over the next you know years, he, he got elected, what, 2018? So he's running again next year? Uh, 22, yeah. Yeah. So if he keeps doing this kind of stuff and does it like hardcore, then the Libertarian Party will have to have a really compelling gubernatorial candidate to put up, both in terms of what they're proposing, their level of seriousness about it, and their an actual path towards likelihood of them winning if they don't want again if he does keeps up with this stuff if they don't want most liberty leaning voters including registered libertarians to look and go this is going to be a close one ah we'll do that next time this guy's actually doing something now if this is virtue signaling he introduces this thing it doesn't really give any protections he does this osha thing and the osha says no you can't do it and he goes well i'll try it i mean then that then that's different now we're talking signaling again i can tell you this as someone who is likely moving to florida relatively soon there's no like set date or anything but i want to be there right now it's it is i don't do cold weather but anyway as someone who is likely going to end up calling florida my home sooner than later where in if florida? he started what's that where in florida you know what i really anywhere south of honestly anywhere in florida i even do jacksonville at this point i i i, I like the tampa bay area i like florida or I like Florida. I like Miami and Fort Lauderdale. I like that area. Um, I'd want to be coastal, I can tell you that. But, I mean, it ain't hard to be coastal in Florida. Um, I haven't spent a tremendous amount of time Orlando. in Keys. What's that? Stay away from Orlando. You're like two hours from either beach. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I'd visit Orlando or whatever, but I, there's nothing compelling for me there. I want to be closer to, to the ocean than that. And, um, and uh, the Keys, I haven't spent a tremendous amount of time in. I'd like to. Because it seems like that would be my vibe. It's kind of more on the pricey side, but you know, we'll see. Um, all that to say, if Ron DeSantis, again, this is an if. And if anyone knows him, they should be telling him this. Because I was the VP candidate. And I a lot of, a lot of libertarians listen to me. And I have a decent following, relatively. I'm not a kingmaker or anything, but... If he started acting towards criminal justice, drugs, and guns, the way he is about this, for purely strategic reasons, I don't see a, I, I'm, and I'm telling you that, I don't see a, at the point of size that the Libertarian Party in Florida and nationally currently is, I would not see a viable reason to try to run. I don't know the ballot access stuff in Florida. If they have to run a paper candidate for ballot access reasons, I don't believe they do. But if they did, that would be one thing. I don't see a compelling reason to put too much resources in trying to run against him if he actually no, did because... that. And Go ahead. 
uh, in 2018, there was somebody who looked like he was going to be the LP governor, uh, but then I'm not going to say. Oh, you you kneecapped him. Well, no, I mean, I didn't. This channel may have said some I read the, very true I read things. The, I read the letter. And he's in prison now, so that's, you know. No, not that one. He was running for Senate. Um, but oh. we had a guy running for governor. Yeah, we had a guy running for governor who he was, uh, I don't even remember this dude's name. But um, he wasn't very Was original. he the nominee? He was basically, uh, he never ended up getting the nominee. Like, he would have been the nominee because nobody else was running, which is, so nobody ran as an LP in 18, and it didn't hurt our ballot access. Oh, okay. No, it wasn't mm. Wiley. Uh, Meg, that wasn't Wiley. Wiley was in 14, and um, I've, I'm still good friends with Wiley. Um, I'm still good friends with Wiley. I was playing poker with him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jake Porter? And, uh, oh, no, this is Iowa. Never mind. Sorry. No, I don't even – I don't remember this guy's name at all. Somebody asked me to be his lieutenant governor. And I sat down with one meeting with his uh, campaign manager, uh, who I knew and I hated, and we got into a huge fight. And I just called him out for a bunch of the shit he had said uh, about my affiliate. And I didn't get that position, which I was totally happy with. Anyway, I can't find him, but I... Uh, libertarian incumbent Adrian Wiley, but that's not who you're talking about. No, it wasn't Adrian. It was somebody else. Anyway, whatever, whatever. Well, uh, Lewis Jacobson. Oh no, that's no, not it. Never mind. Either. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um. So then, if that's not the case, and again, there are a lot of ifs here. If he's as serious about this as he's saying he is, and if he starts acting this way on other stuff, which frankly he should, um, there's no should. like these are all issues. You know that uh, if he if he leans in on these things, these are all things that he's popular with Republicans on. And in terms of abortion, all he has to do is like to to make both okay. libertarians and Republicans happy is say, listen, uh, I'm you know. Uh, this is, you know, a settled law. Let them decide it at the federal level. Um, but in the meantime, we're not going to give any taxpayer funding to it. Uh, that's the best you're going to get in this environment in terms of a, a government policy. Uh, and, and then again, I, will... I wish there's part of me that wishes I was a conservative because it's easier to be a conservative than a libertarian. But I'd make the conservative argument. If we, for focusing if we were on conservative, why... this show would be the number one conservative podcast. Oh, now. God, can you imagine? But we're not. But anyway, but but honestly, if I were conservative with these ideas, I'd just be a libertarian calling myself a conservative. But anyway, uh, you know, he could even, you know, give like free market solutions to that. But anyway, if he leaned in on the liberty side, I don't see a compelling reason to run a candidate against him. Like, like, a, like if there's a need for a paper candidate for ballot X or whatever. But if there's not, but just not yeah. even. Yeah, just not even. Why? And, and, and in so, fact, 
I'm pushing, like, you know, going in and pushing and saying, okay, you're our incumbent. If you want our support, we want this, 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 and this, and this. And you might, you might actually get a couple concessions. Um, just to not have that on his liberty flank to have to deal with, uh, especially if it's stuff that's not really going to hurt him with Republicans. Republicans are increasingly in favor of criminal justice reform, uh, especially if you can sell it as, you know, it, it makes things safer and it, uh, and it, it protects police from unnecessary interactions. Um, and it saves taxpayer money. Um, but again, these and are like 15 different ifs at this point. Right. And like, I, I want to point out to all of our viewers and listeners, like we're not on the, uh, uh, the DeSantis dick sucking train here yet. No, God, um, no, it's, it's, yeah, no. There, I'm, I, so I, I'd love Mike, to see this Michael kind of consistency Edward, on other stuff. Absolutely. When he didn't uh, uh, commute Michael Edwards sentence. I swore I would never vote for it. Yeah. Because Mike, for anybody who doesn't know, Michael Edwards has been in prison since 1993, two? Yep. Yep. Uh, for uh, selling his ex-girlfriend a two grams of cocaine, I think. Um, and it was a his third strike and he's been life in prison. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, he's been life in prison ever since. Uh, the parole board... Uh, the clemency board granted him clemency and DeSantis said no he he vetoed it and yeah that's, that upset me. that would have to be an example of something he'd have to reverse course on not specifically just because right. of Michael but in general like he'd have to in be general. if you want to talk about people's rights and people's ability to not have their lives ruined by government you can't just do that with vaccines and masks do it with everything right. using the exact same argument and you will you will be consistent you will be helping people and you will get way more support for any potential uh uh republican that you might lose for saying you're not being tough enough on those two gram of cocaine 30 years ago criminals which i don't think there are that many of them you'd get a bunch more centrists you get a bunch more independents you get a bunch more libertarians and people who go oh wow you're being consistent about that thing and it would be harder to attack you as a hypocrite, which is what Democrats and Republicans love doing to each other is endlessly saying, you right. said this, but then you did this, or you did this did because this. you wanted this, but then you did this and that's the opposite. And then you're supposed to go, yeah, well, you did this because you said this, but then you did this and that's the opposite. You're a hypocrite. No, you're a hypocrite. No, you're a hypocrite. If instead yeah. you'd be like, no, I'm not a hypocrite because I was consistent on that. Look what I did here. Look what I did here. Look what I did here. It would help you as well and help your campaign. But, you know, take it. Don't take it from me. I'm just a guy who got the vice presidential nomination from the third largest political party where no one knew me three, four months prior. So what do I know? Nothing. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, man. So uh, before we end this show and we talk you are, about you're a bigot, Rob. your guests. You are a bigot. Yes, we have guests. Uh, so tomorrow. Oh. Well, hang on. I yes. said before we get there. Oh, okay. Before we get there, it being oh, yeah. Thanksgiving. Yes. It, it being Thanksgiving. Um, Spike, what is it that you are thankful for in this, the year 2021? Do I have to name one thing or everything I'm thankful for? Or no, many you, things? What? As, as many as you can think of off the top of your oh, head. Oh, man. Like, I am. Well, first power. of all, I am thankful for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. No, I'm thankful for um, 
my family. I'm thankful for my incredible wife, um, Tasha, my, uh, I guess my extended family in, uh, of, you know, with Muddy Waters, you, of course, you're like a brother to me. I am, uh, I am grateful for everyone in the Muddy team. I'm grateful for everyone with the Spike Cohen team with, you know, the, the team Spike and the You Are the Power team. Um, all of y'all, the, the, I guess you're part of the Muddied family too. Even the ones who aren't in the muddied mudsketeer militia mud militia of the muddy mud people um subscriber club which you should be but even if you're not i still love you um just not quite as much um i love the support and the 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 camaraderie and fellowship we built with muddied waters um i love my all of my followers and and, and friends that i've made along the way in the liberty movement over the last two years um, I'm grateful for most of the Libertarian Party. I'm grateful for, um, gosh, what else? I'm grateful for all of the opportunities that we've had, um, and the growing opportunities that we've had. I'm grateful for the stuff that's coming next year that I can't even talk about yet because we're just, it's just in the works and it's not official yet, but it's going to be really great. And I'm really looking forward to all of that. Man, I'm grateful for, oh, gosh, I know I'm forgetting things. I'm grateful for my relatively good health. You know, I remember five years ago being told about, you know, being in a wheelchair and not being able to see and what that's going to be like and, you know, getting relapses every couple months and, and, you know, I've been stable for years now. I'm able to live a really fulfilling life. Um, I'm actually like, in terms of like everything but my central nervous system, I'm in the best health I've ever been in in my life. And I'm in some of the best health I've been in even with my central nervous system in the past several years. Um, I'm grateful that we don't want for anything. I'm grateful for, I know there's other stuff I'm missing right now. Um, I'm grateful for um, just the love and the dedication of all the people that have the same goals and values that we have and everything we've been able to do. Um, again, I know I'm missing stuff, but they, those are just off the top of my head. There, yeah, I, there's no, yeah, there's no way yeah. that wow. you would have been able to name everything off the top yeah. of your head. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, I'm just, I am, it's like a cornucopia, you know, this is the time of year of the cornucopias and the, the, uh, the, the horns of plenty and right. so forth. I, I am, I am overflowing with gratefulness for things. I really am. What are you grateful yeah. for? No, I, uh, you know, obviously grateful. You are like a brother to me. I, you know, I, I love you like a brother. I assume yep. I've never had one. Love you too. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I love you like a brother. Uh, you know, you're my best friend, you're my brother and we get yep. to do this together. Um, often. Um, sometimes on time, um, but <laughs> not always, I mean, not always, not often, no, but occasionally. No, no, no. Um, and you know, I'm grateful for all of muddied waters and everybody that is a subscriber and everybody that's not a subscriber. Um, and you know, Jason and Kelsey and Cajun and Eskimo and you know, anybody that's involved, um, with any Brian massively. Love me some Brian. Um, Gosh, Brian is 
I could probably say three different reasons I'm grateful just for Brian. Yeah. Just for Brian. Yeah. Just for Brian alone. Um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, my family and my friends, uh, you know, my mom, my dad, because without them, none of this would have been possible. Um, you know, my friends who have supported me over the last five years next yeah. month that we have been doing this. Um, and, you know, I'm grateful, definitely grateful for Superfan Sarah Andreg and the two Litlins that live rent-free in this house. Um, and the two dogs that also live rent-free in this house. Um, you know, I'm, there is so much. Everybody complained about 2020 and they said that, you know, oh, 2020 was such a terrible year. 2020 was not an easy year for me, but it was one of the best years that I had. And 2021 has been shaping up to be an even better year. And there is a lot of stuff that is happening, um, both with muddied waters and with other aspects of our lives that, yeah. uh, and with spike in with spikes. I don't know what your business is called. Is it spike Cohen? Is it, you are the power? Like, Oh, the organization's called you are the power is spike Cohen. Just okay. my name. Yeah. Right. So with you are the power with muddied waters with, you know, other things going on in our lives, yeah. there's like so much that is happening behind the scenes that we're all building towards. And we can't wait to release all of it on you like a money shot in a porn. Sorry, mom and dad. Um, but there's so much that's going on and we can't wait to share everything with all of you because you are the reason that all of this is happening and that all yep. of this is possible. And the, the amount of love and support that I get from Sarah for yep. all of the sometimes thankless work that I do trying to make sure that all of this goes off without a hitch, except for on time. Um, and, and the fact that she will constantly give me support and tell me how proud she is and how uh, grateful that she is that I have this and that I, you know, reminding me that I'm reaching people. I can never yep. be thankful enough for her being in my life. Um, and, you know, it's, it's like you said, we've, we've all become one massive, massive family. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly like a family. So yeah, there's just, there's so much, but uh, to all of our viewers and listeners, like, thank you guys. Yeah. Honestly, thank you. Yep. Yep. No, it's, uh, I, uh, I am, we are all grateful for you. We love you with everything. We are so happy to have you as a part of this. Again, we are only getting started. Um, incredible things are coming stuff on you are the power stuff on muddy waters that we can't even talk about there early on but i mean we have just it's gonna if you think 2021 was great 2022 is gonna be on a completely different level and uh and i couldn't be happier to have you and i know i speak when for matt too when i say this we couldn't be happier to have you as a part of it um and thank you very much um tomorrow night let me tell you something else i'm grateful for matt tomorrow night i have high res the rapper on my show Hi Rez and Jake Levy. I'm not sure if it's Levy or Levy. And he has done Is it Jake. Jimmy. Sorry. It's J yeah, I, I knew as I was saying that. Hi Rez and Jimmy Levy, uh, who have done uh, some songs songs together. 
High Res, uh, anyone who is following YouTube and SoundCloud rappers knows who High Res is. Um, and uh, he has something like two and a half million subscribers on, on YouTube. Really hoping to get that YouTube love from this. Uh, and uh, But he, is, uh, <laughs> he uh, has been following me for a while now and is becoming more and more libertarian. He's very big into crypto. And his, his uh, if you could go check out High Res on youtube um it's h-i-r-e-z and all of his songs are just libertarian songs now like all of his rap is libertarian now and it's really really cool so we're going to talk about what got him here and uh what his newest songs uh revolution and um and some of his other newer songs that have been coming out uh what's been the driving behind that and uh, where they're going from here and i could not be happier about that it's, uh, and I, I can't, I'm also grateful, like, I've had R.A. the Rugged Man, I'm going to have High Res, got some other rappers we might be getting on, uh, as, you know, the white kid that I, I was still in that generation where white kids who listen to rap got a, you know, got given a hard time in school. It's all coming back full circle. I'm now, you know, some of my favorite rap entertainers are coming on my show to rap with me. We're rapping, we're having a rap session. Matt, who's your guest on? Uh, oh no, it's Thanksgiving. So it's you're Thanksgiving. grateful that you don't have to have a show because it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, very. You know, uh, not grateful I'm not having a show, but grateful I that I get to spend. Uh, That's gra- what I Grateful meant. that I get to spend right. Grateful that I get to, to spend some uh, quality family time with uh, people who you know, with Sarah and her family uh, up in Georgia. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Georgia. Big. Georgia. Georgia. Um, it's going to be 30 degrees. Um, in Ju- Georgia. 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 Going to Georgia. Um, I feel like you aren't getting one of so, them because they're Jewish. I'm so- Right. No, I, I, I understand. Ju- okay. Ju- oh, okay. No, okay. All right. All right. Georgia. I was starting to lose it too. I'm, I'm quick to pick up on. on no, on I know. Jew- on the Jew stuff. No, I know. I know. I know you are. Right. Uh, um, and then do but, we know our Friday or um, we do our, our, our Cajun and Eskimo happening Friday or I think, okay. I think so. So You're on not Friday believe. at nine, <laughs> nine 30 Eastern, uh, we're just going to say they're going to do it. And if they don't, yeah, they're, well, they're that's doing it. Uh, Cajun and Eskimo will be having a new show of Cajun and Eskimo from bayous to igloos where they will cover something that will get us demonetized probably uh then uh have a great uh holiday weekend enjoy yourself enjoy your family enjoy your loved ones enjoy your community um and uh and thank you for being a part of ours then on monday uh jason lyon is doing another amazing episode of mr america the bearded truth uh his guest it says Dwayne lester but that's, that's not right this month yeah that's yeah. not right i, I did you're not, not gonna believe who jason's that. next guest is but it's gonna it's be incredible brian scott lambrick is it it is brian That's... lambrecht is going to be talking about campaigning yes listen if you are considering running for office or helping someone else run for office tune in this monday at 8 p.m brian lambrecht is the is largely the brains behind team spike he was during the campaign he and matt hicks were kind of combined but uh media relations uh, strategy and tactics, um, putting together a team, 
he is all that stuff. Uh, he is incredible. The, the number of things he can, he's forgotten more this week than most other campaign managers have known their entire career. Um, and uh, definitely want to tune in for that. Then, next Tuesday, right here, same muddy place, probably about 15 minutes earlier time to like closer to actually eight. The next episode of uh, the Muddy Waters of Freedom where me and this guy right here, this guy right here, parse through the week's events like the chipper little people who apparently are going to die in the next 55 years. When are we doing the auction? We're doing an auction on Tuesday. Are we doing it? Sure. It's for the it's for the Waffle House Tumblr. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Because then they can get it and have it for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Right. So we don't have the graphic pulled up because I wasn't sure if we were going to be doing it this next week or not. But uh, we have a Tumblr from Stitches and Glitches and Defy the Power. Well, I can show them that. It is a Waffle House Caucus Tumblr. Not this one. It's way more intense. It's way more intense. It is specifically made for uh, fans of this show. Uh, You will have the Waffle House Caucus. It lights up. Um, It lights up. And not only does it light up, but there is so much more that you're not going to believe uh it also the led lights are rated for 50,000 hours so that is 2033 and a third days of light use that's a lot of days uh it's operated by a watch battery and you're going to get a backup battery it keeps drinks cold for 12 hours and hot for 10 uh, lights are under epoxy and it is safe to drink from while it is lit. Uh, comes with a portable, reusable stainless steel straw. Both Spike and myself have autographed it. It's under epoxy and you can wash it 10,000 times or more before and the signatures will still be there. Yep. And this is the only one. There is one. There is I have one a picture of, of what. Yeah, this is one of a kind. They're never making it ever again. Actually, they probably will if you want to, but they, they don't, but don't. Uh, but you won't even know what it, what it, you can't even describe this thing. There's so much going on there. Um, There's so much. Here's a picture of what we will look like by the time you're able to successfully wash all of that off. Right. Because we'll kill ourselves. So, thank, folks, thanks so much for tuning in for this episode. Oh, by the way, happy... Uh, on Sunday, happy beginning of Hanukkah. Beginning of Hanukkah yes. on Sunday. Very early this year. Uh, happy beginning of Hanukkah. Uh, we love you very much. Have a great Thanksgiving. But don't have a great Thanksgiving until after you've tuned in to my fellow Americans tomorrow night. Then start having a happy Thanksgiving. Okay? All right? Uh, Matt, if someone were to try to find us on the internet, is that even possible? And if so, how? It is possible. Wow. I got to think of how to reword this because 
our website issues. But first, uh, what people need to do is uh, head on over to anchor.fm. Yes. Having some problems. You can listen to all of the audio from all of our shows. Yes. What the fuck? Hi. (laughs) You can listen to all of the audio from all of our shows at anchor.fm slash muddy waters. And you can also subscribe or leave us messages. And if you subscribe, you get to join in on the muddied Zoom once a month. So please subscribe. Oh, yeah, I gotta do the thing here. You gotta see the to join in. You can become a member. To join in. Join the and mud, the you get to ask us questions that we will play live on. Or you can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersoffreedom.com. Well, no, muddywatersmedia.com still works. Oh, that works? It's the slash other stuff that's not working right now for some reason. But no, muddywatersmedia.com does work. So you can go to muddywatersmedia.com. So go to muddywatersmedia.com. Muddywatersmedia.com. This was ASMR for toddlers. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great rest of your night. Happy Thanksgiving. But not yet, though. Watch my show tomorrow night with Hi Res the Rapper and Jimmy Levy. And then have a happy Thanksgiving. We love you. Have a great rest of your evening. And where we're going, we don't need roads.